How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Offside Report. Our first episode back for 2022. We have a full team here as well. Jimmy returns from yes. Father Judy's. Alan Mitchell here, as always, here to bring you everything happening in the world of football. And a fair bit has happened over the Christmas break while we were away. Alan and I were talking about how good Liverpool were before we went on the Christmas break. And now Manchester oh. City find themselves with a handy lead. Transfers have been coming in and out. Managers have been going in and out. Rafa Benitez lost his job at Everton last week. And we woke up to the news this morning that Claudio Ranieri has been sacked by Watford. Surprise, surprise. And also some other actual surprising things. Norwich have somehow escaped the relegation zone for now. And Mario Balotelli has made his way back into Mancini's plans for Italy's door die. You can hear uh, Jimmy in the background. Sorry, Italy's door die World Cup qualifiers in March. But what the mm. bloody hell's going on there? Anyway, we'll talk about all that plus more very shortly. But firstly, welcome, boys. How are we? It feels like a while since we've last spoken, Jimmy. You you kick us oh, off. Mate, You're probably the busiest. Yeah, it's been ages. It's been a long time. My boy just turned today seven weeks old. So it's been at least seven weeks since we've spoken. And that's it's gone so quick. I'll tell you what. And I thought... I'd have more time to watch football, but it actually, it takes a lot out of you. I thought I'd be up all night. I'd be able to watch it, but it, you know, you really have your hands full. So I've watched as much as I can, but you, I got to rely on you boys to fill me in on everything. The city I always watch, but the EPL is a big, uh, big focus of ours today, obviously. And for most of the, um, the pods, but you know, the only thing I know is that United's back. So me and Mitch are very, very happy. Oh, he's not back as Juventus. So it's probably a good thing. You haven't been. No, they are back. So you haven't watched it. I'm beaten in nine. <laughs> They're going very, very well. They're just creep. They could have uh, leaped up over Atlanta on the weekend if it wasn't a draw against Milan. So, hey, it's getting tied up the top. Mm, I wouldn't be surprised mm, if Juventus still sitting in fifth. Been watching, a bit like you've United. Got to watch the best league in the world. <laughs> Mitch, best what about league. you? Jimmy touched on United. Are you happy with how they're going lately? Uh, it's interesting. Still, some similar problems approaching, but you know, I think we're almost at the point now we can start questioning players again. That's all right. We'll get there. I just think it's very fitting that, you know, first podcast back and there's a manager being sacked. It's, you know, it's about the most consistent thing about this podcast, I think, is the the manager to be sacked when we record. Yep, yep. Story of the year so far. Al, what about you, mate? Yeah, I'd say, um, yeah, it's been a a tough few weeks, isn't it, really? Not from a Tottenham point of view. Obviously, we're not talking about the weekend. It's just gone. You know, losing against Chelsea is is probably quite inevitable. But um, I've got to say, well, down, Al. What's what's happened to you? Ah, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty happy. Pretty happy with, with the way things are going. Spurs have lost uh, against Chelsea three times in the last three, three weeks, times. so I think that's three minutes. contributed. Well, that's it. They've lost four times this season already, uh, but we haven't. You know, we've only beaten Chelsea once at Stamford Bridge in probably th- was it 32 years. Mm. So you know, it's it's it's. It's a bogey ground. We know that. Jesus, that is a long time, to be fair, actually. I wasn't going to make an age joke. I was waiting for Jimmy to come. No, in. it was only a quarter of his age. So he's seen plenty of other things <laughs> before that, I'm sure. But but I don't know what's happened now with Tottenham, to be honest. I mean, look, I, I love Conte. You know I love Conte. But the way he put out that squad on, on the weekend, it didn't even look like he was looking for a win, just protecting himself. They need players, don't they, Tottenham? I mean, that's what he's been saying. Well, they do. But, you know, it's, we're talking about, you know, since Conte's arrived, he had a, a nine... Match on beaten run in the Premier yeah. League. Okay, we lost the two games in the Carabao Cup against Chelsea, um, and then so the you're game happy. We, but yeah, pr- very happy. Good. I mean, I mean okay, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's good to, to know. 
We're coming off the game, the, the one of the greatest comebacks ever in mm. Premier League history. It was exciting. On Thursday, which was just, yeah, it's exciting. That's what you want to watch. Mm. A bit of commitment. You've got a game that, you know, it's, it's, it's passing away. We're losing 2-1. And then in the 95th and 97th minute, we get, you know, get the equaliser and a, and a winner. That was Dutchman. unbelievable, actually. Probably was. Probably was the best comeback. Um, up comeback there ever. Uh, even even better with don't mention two thousand and five Liverpool. No, no, no. I wasn't. No, I'm, we're talking about <laughs> Premier League. I was going to say no, you're just trying Liverpool to fit Norwich. Liverpool in anytime you can. I was going to say Liverpool Norwich from a few years ago. Adam Lallana. Oh. Well, they were talking about Man City a few years ago as well. I think it's the ninety first minute they were losing, and then they went on to win. I can't remember what game, but this is this is ninety fifth and ninety seventh minute. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy scenes. The fact that it was from the same player as well. Um, yeah, Stephen Bergwijn. And aren't, aren't Tottenham talking about selling him as well? How yeah. can you sell a man that's just done that for you? Oh, well, uh, it's, it's all this mainstream that's media. Crap club. You know, it's, it's, you, you've got to read what you, what you want to read right at the moment. So, But yeah, we apparently Ajax were, were going to come and buy him. Um, we bought him from PSV a few years ago. But yeah, he's hopefully this is his career starting, mm. starting again on this. Mm. Yeah, I want to apologise to Nick because I did ask Al about Tottenham. I know he prepared this rundown. He's preparing it. He's done for four weeks. He's been preparing this episode rundown, and I just interrupted, and it's all out of whack now. But Nick, what story did you want to leave with, mate? No, I was actually going to give you guys a little trivia question to start things off. You know, new year, new us, new podcast, new podcast layout. I don't don't know. I don't know. We'll get the year off on a happy note, but I don't want you guys to answer it yet. And I'll okay. give you guys the podcast to think about. It's for the listeners as well. Oh, look at Mitch. We don't want to give Google it away. Already. Hang on. Here we go. <laughs> I need it. I feel like this is going to be against me. Somehow I think my age is going to really hurt me. And Al, with all that knowledge, is just going to kill 80 it. years of football watching. Al knows everything. So no, it, it's, a, it's a fairly okay. modern day question. But anyway, hmm. ready? Which yeah. three, which three former A-League players have played in every continent around the world? Now, that doesn't right. necessarily mean uh, playing for Australia a club a continent? in that continent, but just playing a game in those continents. Give you guys the podcast to think about that one. Are we counting Australia as a continent? Absolutely. Uh, well, they're A-League players, so obviously they've played in Australia. Do you understand the question? Do you need any... Uh... Go again. Say the question again. So which three former A-League players have played in every continent around the world. Oh, I thought you said former EPL players for some reason. No, I must have been imagining that. <laughs> I imagine the that. Former's really... Yeah, the former's going to throw it. This is not going to be easy. Former A-League's played in three continents. You don't right. have to we'll, answer we'll, it. It's for the viewers, uh, for the listeners, I mean, not viewers. Uh, it's for them mostly. But if you get it, it's a bonus. We'll, we'll do it at the end. All Even right. if you name one or two at the end. Um, yeah. But again, it doesn't mean they've played for a club in those continents, just, but just played a game. Played a game right. in those continents. Played all a right. game in those continents. Al loves the A-League, so he'll be, he'll be all over yep. this. Obviously, yeah, it doesn't be. include Antarctica, by the way, just so you guys don't get confused. Oh, damn it. Let's take I've got to scratch him out now. Um. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll get into the agenda and let's lead things off with Mario Balotelli because we've actually got a Serie A expert um, on the podcast and he might be able to tell us how the bloody hell Balotelli it will be playing for Italy next month or the month after March for the World Cup qualifiers. What the hell is going on, Jimmy? Well, I'm definitely not an expert. 
I'd, I'd say a genius. No, not at all. I'm just a fan. I literally just love the city art. That's all I do. I just watch okay. it. I'll tell you why. There's a few reasons why. Firstly, he's a bit older now. Okay. So maybe his brain's developed a bit because he is an absolute lunatic. And that's <laughs> the only reason why he hasn't been in the squad. And I, I was leaning over. What did you want to say, Alan? I was going to say, how he's 31, though, isn't he? He's not. I mean, yeah, yeah I know. Well, he's a, he's a quarter of your I, age, like I, we said, but still. Yeah, exactly. He's, I mean, he's way younger than me, but. Sorry. The, the reason was when he burst onto the scene, he was very young and he was a great talent. And he was just, I don't know if it all got to his head, but he couldn't get it. Like he joked around with his teammates. He wouldn't listen to coaches. He wouldn't put in the hard work and dedication that you need to be a successful champion for long periods of time, which was the reason why he didn't get another go in the City R. And um, so he had to go back, played in City of B. He went now, to, he was playing for Monza and then he's gone to the Turkish League and he's played well as a new promoted side. Adana Demispor, uh, uh, Alan uh, has a jumper of theirs and supports them every week. So he's seen his progress very well. Um, but they sit fourth and they're a new, newly promoted side. He's been yeah. scoring. He scored eight in 19 appearances. So he's got the magic back and he's got a good connection with Mancini in the past. He's obviously had him at two clubs. So, I mean... The other thing is he's not guaranteed to play, Nico. Like we say, he's, this is not the team for the qualifiers. The only re- they're meeting up next week at the base just to say hi, how you're going, and have you know have coffee and cake and that sort of thing, and just get together before you select the squad of who's going to play these playoffs. So it's it's not he's not guaranteed to play, but we know how Italy in the past hasn't always relied on just their strikers to score goals, and Immobile hasn't been fantastic for the national team. And uh, also Kies has done his ACL. So he's out. That's another attacking threat. So you've got to look at other avenues. And I mean, he might be the one. Now, I, I thought it's a, it's a good thing you clarified. I thought he was still playing in the Serie B for Monza. So I, I was going no, to ask you. Turkey. Yeah, he's gone to Turkey. Because that would have been, I think, probably the first second division player to be stumped in Or was your internet cut out? Uh, <laughs> You'll have to go again, Nico. I mean, <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was going to say, um, if it was, if he was playing in the Serie B, I was going to say mm. that would have been the first second division player to be playing for an international side. I can't remember the last player who would have been able Must to do that. But yeah, I wouldn't remember another player to do that. No, but it reeks of desperation for me. You're telling me that he, uh, that Italy don't have someone in the Serie A or anywhere around the world that are playing better than Mario Balotelli. Well, firstly, Italians don't like to select anyone who's not playing in the city are usually. So they'd be looking there first. But it, it does look a bit desperate, doesn't it, that you've gone yeah. elsewhere outside the country to get an Italian. But he's brought in others. I think there's about five players who are getting their debut call-up. And I don't think they're going to play, to be honest. This is just a chance to get together, have a couple of training sessions, see how they are, because this is these are the most important games here. I mean, it's been after winning the Euro, Italy have done nothing. They won 5-0 against Lithuania, which I think uh, Mitch's Mornington side could have beaten them as well. But other than that, they haven't done they haven't done much. So, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to start fresh. And I think, it, I don't know, this is just my personal theory, right? Mancini is a very strategic man. And for him to get new players in, it kind of puts the pressure on the ones who are already there and said, hey, if you're not going to pull your weight or if you're not going to commit to this, there's other guys who are waiting and they'd kill to put on this Italian jersey. So they're here. They're here. If you stuff up, you don't train well, you don't have the right mentality, they're going to come in. So... I don't expect there to be too many changes, but he might be one because I don't know if, if anyone's going to turn him around, it's going to be Mancini. Mm. Well, it, it's, it's a massive risk as well. I mean, it, it's a do or die game against North Macedonia first. 
and then, and then you've got Portugal or Turkey, probably, maybe. Yeah, probably Portugal. Um, and maybe that's why. Maybe they're bringing him in case they play Turkey and he understands Turkish now that he's played in the Turkish league. <laughs> can listen in on the, the team huddles <laughs> from across the field. Maybe. That's like, remember when they played Zelko Kalac against uh, Croatia? Because yes. he was tall and he also understood Croatian. So they thought for the set pieces, he'd be able to understand. Didn't and go how too well. Did well that go? Did that was brilliant. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the Socceroos did enough, but I wouldn't say Calvin's wasn't great. But um, no, that it would have been sarcastic. But I feel sorry for him, to be honest. Kalach, that was uh, not the best <laughs> moment for him. It's another topic. Do you boys have anything to add to that? Happy to see my. I just, yeah, I think there might be method in the madness. You put a bloke in up there, you know, in a game that's prepared to do just about anything and doesn't really care about himself or other people around him. It, it could be maybe what Italy need, a bit of spice. Mm. Just mix things up a little bit, stir the pot a little bit, get the players a bit angry, maybe at training. Because he's not gonna he's not just gonna turn up at training and be nice. Let's be honest here. He's probably gonna kick people, he's probably gonna fire them up. <laughs> you know, Mancini's just mixing it up, just trying to get a reaction out of his players. But I agree with Jimmy, I can't I can't see him playing. Um, well, I didn't say I can't does, see him playing. I just don't, I don't think everyone he bought in as as debutants are going to play. But I'd like to see him play. Well, that, that's that. Well, that's how I was going to end. I would like to yeah. see him kick a ball and get out there and actually, you know, play even if it's 15, 20 minutes because he can still. I mean, clearly he can still make a result. So, yeah. but I, I can't see him making or being pivotal. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting one. But imagine the scenes if he does play and he does score and he carries Italy to the World Cup. Oh, that would be yeah, like that one against Germany. Remember the two-one victory, oh, mm. unbelievable. And he took off the shirt. That was. Oh. You'll have a you'll have a shirt underneath just in case. <laughs> Don't you worry. You'll probably have it on in training too. Yeah, well, just the second he does anything. Why never me? <laughs> why right. never me? He's a, he's a loose cannon, but give him another chance. I mean, as you said, it's only a trial at the moment, but yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him. Love yeah. to see him back and knock out Portugal, to be honest with you. They're 95th minute winner in that final. Obviously, a few more games, a couple more games before that, but it'll yeah, be pretty be fantastic. good. Yeah. He famously quoted those Stephen Gerrard when they when uh, Brendan Rogers told him he was going to buy Balotelli for Liverpool. He came out saying, uh oh. Did he um, really? Stephen yeah. Gerrard, yeah. Stephen Gerrard, and look what happened there. I mean, he wasn't very. Absolute disaster. Disaster. They don't have a good record, Liverpool, with buying Italian players. Um, but anyway, that's another topic. Uh, boys, back to the Premier League. Watford this morning have sacked Claudio Ranieri. Um, this is getting ridiculous now because this is their sixth sacking since 2019. Uh, Jimmy, was it their 15th since 2012? Yeah, 15th since 2012. Yeah, since uh, Pozzo took over as the as the owner family like geez, i mean they don't even give him a chance i mean this had to happen sorry for hijacking this because i know no, that no, al no. wanted to say something massive he's been holding this opinion a long time but you know i don't think that in, in the first place you know when they when they when they made the sacking earlier in the season i don't i think that was premature i think we said it at the time as well mm. and it, this often happens correct me if i'm wrong when clubs get promoted they've got a certain most of the time it's because they score goals don't they and then they've got to change their system to survive it's not you know it's not an easy fix and i i don't know i, I just i hate the way that watford does this they sack managers left right and center they feel pressure what are we going to do now i oh, will just sack him we'll get someone else new i mean it, it was inevitable in the end that this was going to happen and they probably waited the weekend. I don't know why, but I think they had a couple of days off after that game. So maybe they're waiting to tell him face-to-face and do the respectful thing. Um, but I'd, it's just going to be a back-and-forth thing. I mean, they've dropped into the rele- relegation now. Who, who, who do you get? 
Mm-hmm. Who do you get Sam Allardyce to come in and? Uh, well, apparently sorry, Roy, Hodgson. Roy Hodgson, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he hasn't even had a transfer window yet, Ranieri, to really build his own team. And I know they they just want to stay up. They're doing everything to stay up. But yeah, I mean, Al, what's your thoughts on it? Does there have to be a Does there have to be a transfer window uh, for managers? Because I think this is getting a little bit out of hand now. It is massively, and it's such a disgrace. And you talk about Jimmy talk about respect. But a statement saying in uh, the departure on Monday evening, I'm going to read it out. The Hornets mm. board recognises Claudia as a man of great integrity and honour who will always be respected here at Vicarage Road for his efforts yeah. in leading the team with dignity. But he's had three months for, you know... It's such it, was a, o- it, it was October, wasn't it? Bloody hell. It's a October. disgrace. I mean, mm. that's that in their, in their comment there saying, I'm respected. You haven't given him a chance. He's not respected him at all. Hmm. Now, you've got to have time to 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 turn it around, and getting another manager in and Roy Hodgson, if he's the next in line, I mean it's hardly inspiring, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I can tell you if I'm going to be the next manager, there's one thing I'm asking for in my contract. It's a massive payout if you don't let me finish my tenure. Mm. If you don't give, if I sign for three years and you don't let me finish those three years, I'm asking for 30, 40 mil on top because you know you, it's a guaranteed. You're not you're not going there for a long period of time. Mm. There is no way it, it can't be. A, it's not going to be a big manager. It will be a Roy. It will be a Sam. That's just happy to go there till the end of the season, take their cash, probably get sacked and walk away at the end of the year. Because if you're a coach that's trying to make a name for yourself, you know you're going to get sacked within six weeks. Yeah, but the players know it as well. The players know it. As soon as you start going on a little slump, they know that the the manager's going. So how how is that motivation for them mm. to, to keep pushing? I don't know. I mean, and that. The second part of that statement, Al, they said that the board feels that with nearly half of the Premier League campaign remaining, a change of coach is, is the right thing to do at this point of time. But, I mean, why not just – I mean, if, if you've made the wrong choice, if you've got Ranieri in, and then in October and now in Jan you're sacking him, you've just made bad decision after bad decision. And it's not like he's an unproven coach. So, it's – yeah. It's it. just, on the Premier League, like, Leicester, I mean, yeah. it's time to sack the board, isn't it, boys? Yeah. Get rid of yeah. it. Yeah, there's people in positions that shouldn't be there, and how the hell they ended up there, who knows? But it starts from the top, and uh, it it just goes down. So that's a that's a clear example of it. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's an it's uh, an interesting. This is the first time we've all agreed on something, boys, ever. Yeah, probably, probably. It's hard to disagree, really. Hundred <laughs> percent. New year, new pot, isn't it? That's right. That's exactly right. I was, was the talks of player unrest. I saw a little bit of that, but I mean. Well, Danny Rose has been kicked out, hasn't he? <laughs> another one, another, yeah. another club. But, but was there any other, like, you know, uh, Mitch loves his gossip. Was there anything else you heard out of that camp? I've not seen anything. I won't lie, but yeah. you know, I, I can't lie. I haven't been watching Watford too carefully because I didn't think that they'd be sacking anybody anytime soon. <laughs> right. I don't think anyone it did the blue, I think. Even though it was mm. two wins out of, what, 14. Um, but how about, who were the two wins that they did... Uh, Manchester United. I knew I knew you'd bring this up. Yeah. Yep. Certainly was United. Was United. Good. I knew you were going to do that. Happy with the tenure. To it four one. Yeah. Well, it goes to show uh, how bad that was uh, for United, and that was under uh, Ollie as well, wasn't Mm. it? Anyway, let's let's move to the other end of the table. City have dropped points for the first time since October. Um, is the title race back on? Because Liverpool did make up two points on them. Jimmy says no. No. Mitch is it's not in his head. This is something 
we're all gonna we're all gonna disagree. We're all gonna agree that the title race is not back on. But Nick, you're gonna stand firm because you're a little smiling a little bit more today. <laughs> the gap's been closed, but you've got to play City soon, and then it's gonna go straight back out to nine points. And, and is it? It's, is it's back is it, on. Is it April? You play them. I think it's in yeah, April. Yeah, it's a while away. Even if you win that one. I'm, well, it's it's, think, it's nine points I, I, with a game in hand. So if we win that you've game, you've got a game in hand. Picks. So it's six points. Then you play them. It's still three points. So you've got to rely on something else to happen. But still, at the end of the day, you, you probably shouldn't have won on the weekend. I mean, the VAR, <laughs> VAR decision is an absolute joke. Well, and I mean, that the, didn't it was decide a the pivotal game. time in the game. It was a pivotal time in the game. And so Allison pulled some saves out of the house. We're going to equal us. They look like the, yes, I do. I actually do. Yes. Okay. Fair that right. was a pivotal moment, and it was crushed. Then that that is a joke that this the way it works the VR and we discuss the VAR at length. But every time they send it upstairs, they uh, go and look at the screen. You know they're going to turn it around. But he should have seen the vision and gone. I didn't make a mistake. No, it's no penalty. That is not a penalty. It's ridiculous. Jota went looking for the looking for the contact. Yeah. He knew he wasn't getting there. He played a poor touch, and he's like, oh. Actually, what does Salah tell me to do? He tells me to go down, and that's what he did. That's right. Does, and, does, does anyone think it's a penalty, by the way, here? No, it wasn't a penalty. I'll, okay, I'll admit that. But that. it didn't cost uh, – it didn't decide the game. Uh, Liverpool were already winning. There was, what, two minutes to go. I think they were still – Pivotal moment. Anyway. Pivotal moment. Ask Al, two minutes is more than enough time. There's extra time yeah, after right. that. There's plenty of time to go. And actually, yeah, Palace were looking good in that second half. I mean, there were a few – like the direct one, you know, direct football – Long balls and stuff like that, but amazing. You guys, you guys kick up a fuss when Liverpool finally get a bit of the rub of the green. I saw something on Talk Sport about. <laughs> oh, mate, I saw something on Talk Sport saying Liverpool are the only team that would ever get that decision. I can make yep. you a list as long as bloody Al to uh, uh about all these VIR decisions that went against the, went against us last year. Um, the one that comes to mind oh, was please. the uh, I mean, any, the Welbeck one from can... Brighton. Oh, any team can do the same. Nicholas, Look, it swings it around about. It time. happens. I did, yeah. So you think that Liverpool can win the title, though? In all honesty, jokes aside, uh, I do. I do think it's still on um, because uh, the Champions League is returning in a couple of weeks, and I think that might uh, swing City's focus a bit um, in terms of uh, where they're going to play their best team. They they always dominate True. December and January because that's the only league they focus on. They always dominate it. And before that, it was quite even. Um, Chelsea were on top for a period of time. So I think when the Champions League comes back, I think they will drop a, a few points. But yeah, it, it comes down to Liverpool. They need to just... And you did say back. this. Sorry, Nico. You did say this. You said that Jack Grealish was the biggest waste of money in the history of the APL, 100 mil for nothing, and he's done nothing, and we're still waiting for him to perform. That's what you said to me. Do you stand by those comments? I don't recall saying that, but I do. I, I agree to it to an extent. I don't think he was worth 100 million. Well, your words. Put it I'm that just, way. Mm. Put it that way. Well, yeah. 100 million, but hey. I mean, like, if you're a Villa fan, I think we mentioned it the other day, just on, you know, Coutinho coming in. So I'm going sidetracked side here, but he's a you know better option than Grealish for sure. Mm. Probably is. Yeah. Probably is. And um, we'll probably talk more about Villa's signings last uh, next week. Sorry, because it's amazing uh, looking at the players they've brought in. Luca Dean as well. Um, some real quality, and to think they were almost in a, releg- a relegation scrap themselves earlier in the season. That's why they brought in 
uh, oh, sorry, they got rid of Dean Smith in the first place. They obviously weren't happy. So it's been a huge turnaround for them. Um, speaking of Dean and also Maddie Cash, uh, they were victims of some fan behaviour over the weekend, celebrating in front of the Everton fans, obviously with the relationship there is between, or the history, recent history between Dean and Everton. Um, do tougher rules need to be made in stadiums around fan behaviour? I, I so, thought it was a real coincidence that the, that the year that fans get out of hand is the year that uh, Al went back to England and, and went to a game. So it's just it has gotten out of hand this year. I do blame you, but it's it, that's terrible, man. People chucking stuff on the pitch or just going to the next level. Like it's not back in your day, Alan. Back in your day, this wouldn't have happened. But that's just ridiculous, isn't it? Guys, uh, well, back in my day, it would probably be worse. I mean, we're talking oh. about 1988, first game I went to. I think I mentioned before, I won't go into too much detail, but I went to Wembley Stadium to watch England versus the Netherlands 2 2 draw. You had Rude Hullet, Van Basten, Lineker, good old boys. Yeah. Um, and I was young, I was quite young. Yeah, 34 <laughs> at the time. Yeah, at least that, 21. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but on the coach back, I can remember just the fights, the violence in the streets. Ah, okay. But did that spill onto the field though? Did that? Uh, yeah, there used to be stuff, you know, on the field. These, you know, the crowds were a little bit more. I mean, they used to do a lot of, you know, actually throw coins onto on the players as well. Um, yeah. A lot of things. Apparently, there was a case of that on the weekend as well. I've seen a few cases yeah. of that actually. Coins being thrown mm-hmm. onto the field, but it's starting to. Yeah. So do you reckon it's just the more cameras these days um, that it's more evident or is it just a period of time or people frustrated after COVID? What's the sitch? No, it could be a, a lot of things. I mean, it's, it's, it's emotions. The, the one thing I don't like is people making excuses and saying that the place instigated it by celebrating in front of, in front of the fans. I think that's... Yeah, I can't believe Al said that. That was, anymore. yeah, that was a bit much. <laughs> I don't. Th- you can't blame them. They want to celebrate where you want. Rudiger as well. Rudiger, um, yeah. he, he had yeah. some things tossed at him. He wasn't. Uh, was he celebrating in front of fans at the time it happened? Yeah, it would have been. It would have been. Oh, it's that emotions game, and these these guys these guys are cowards. They just be banned from football. Yeah. Um, for a lifetime, and hopefully they do. Hopefully they will be. Hmm. I agree. It's- it's the comments that they always make is, you know, fans can sing whatever they want, say whatever they want. The player, if the players react to that, you know, it's it's on them. It's, you know, everyone gets mad at the players. Yet when the players celebrate, you know, them doing something really well and it's always just them, they get abused for it. How is that? It's not right. It's, you know, anybody that gets involved in that, just they should be out of the stadium and they even look at harsher penalties if that's not getting the reaction you want. But if you get a lifetime ban, that should that should send the message. Yeah. yeah so we're arrested. The, uh, but... I agree. They were arrested, they were. But they should, yeah, ban them for life or give them a Tottenham membership and you have to attend every home game. I mean, that's the biggest punishment you could hand anyone. That's harsh. That is harsh. Boys. <laughs> a quick one away from the Premier League, guys. Um, mm. Sam Kerr uh, has surpassed Cahill with 53 international goals. Mm. I want to ask you, boys, is she Australia's best ever football product? If not, who are you picking? Because that's a pretty darn good... Tim Cahill. Tim Cahill for me. You'd still have Cahill? Uh, yeah, higher quality opposition, uh, bigger moments. 
um, called upon in clutch clutch moments. So every time you needed someone to stand up for the Socceroos, he was there, and he did it so many times. It was unbelievable. She she's unbelievable as well, no doubt. But I think when you compare the moments and the and the opposition as well, I think I'd have him um, as number one by by uh, by a fair way. Hmm. Me if. And Jimmy, I'll be interested to get your all of your opinion on this one. Mm. If Sam Kerr can bring back a World Cup, does that put her on another level? Oh yeah, if she can bring back a World Cup yeah. for us because she's going to have to lead from the front. That's it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Point. yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, for sure, World Cup for for Australia. Yeah, or even if she got us to the, I can even if she got us to that final yeah. to make oh, the well, finals yeah. because. Hang on, if she made the grand final though, <laughs> look at look at the look at the opposition she's up against, and Australia don't have yeah. the depth that other other nations do. Not even close. You saw that, you know, when we played America, hmm. uh, what was it, a couple of or a couple of months ago now. We just don't have the depth to keep up with them. But if Sam Kerr get us to a World Cup final, let alone win us one, hmm. it's hard to argue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she'd be putting up a real good case. But yeah. Tim Kale, obviously, as it stands right now, as it stands, yeah. with everything it is. Definitely. But you know, Sam Kerr's probably got another five, six years at this level. So yeah. she could do anything in that period of time. But yeah. as it stands, as here right now, Cahill. Yeah. Mm. Nick, was yours Brad Jones? <laughs> no, it wasn't going to be Brad Jones. Oh. It was going to be uh, Brad Smith, actually, our old left back. Um, no, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, I kind of agree with Mitch in a way that um, the women's team actually have a chance at competing at uh more trophies. I know the men's team have won the Asian Cup, but if if Sam Kerr can bring home a World Cup or something uh, like that, I'd, I'd definitely have her as the the best product that Australia has ever produced. To be fair, um, Alan, I'm going to say Craig Johnston, the uh, Craig. the Aussie who invented the Predator boot. Yep, very nice. Yeah, <laughs> who did he play for, Al? He played for Liverpool, didn't he? Did he did? He did. Curly mop. <laughs> Scrap him. Scrap him. Oh, who's your favorite? Oh, who's your favorite Australian player of all time, Alan? Uh, that's a question. Definitely not Bozza. Not Bozza. Not <laughs> no, not Bozza. God, the Stan obviously been at Chelsea. It was what he did. Mark well. Took him out. Harry Paduka was pretty good. Yeah. Bresciano, Vince Grella. I'll say uh, probably Viduka or he was quite good to watch or Harry Kuehl even, even even back in the Leeds days. Um, mm. You know, they, when they were back in the Champions League, they were phenomenal. It was always great mm. to watch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those guys. Boys, we'll move on to the... I'm uh, <laughs> oh, sorry to cut you off there, Jimmy. We'll move no, on no, to I the... I was uh, saying that was good. Good trip down memory lane. It, it was. was it was. It's always good to bring up Australia every once in a while. Uh, we'll move on to the player of the week, though. Oh, my favorite team of the, of the week. So it's obviously from the games that were played from the weekend. I know the fixtures are a bit jumbled at the moment, so it's hard to keep track of. But boys, mm. you've done your research. Who are your picks, Jimmy? You go first. Oh, I'll go first. Oh, mate. Well, it has to be this man. There is no. Oh, and you haven't given. Let's just just remember that Nick's never given it to me. But I've mm. found the one this week that cannot be doubted. He's unbelievable. The oh, one and only Josh Sargent. 
unbelievable performance for Norwich. He scored two, and one of them was a scorpion kick. Unbelievable. But the thing why, he's so young. He's 21 years old. He's American. First of all, so young, American. Nah, he can't do much. Scorpion kick, yes, bang. And also, the first goal, he just had a kid as, as well a few weeks ago. So he's had no sleep either. He's been helping out his missus. First goal, he forgets to celebrate for his kid. Next goal, he remembers and he does a little celebration for his son. And then at the end of the game, he asks the referee for, for the ball after a brace. That, come on, you are the man of the week. You are oh, the player uh, of the you, week. Josh Sargent, the American good man. Yeah, it's a very good call. And, and he got Ranieri sacked, hey? You got Ranieri sacked. I was going to say the ginger magician. The ginger magician, exactly right. Which I'll have you on my arm if, 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 if three votes. <laughs> what am I going to go for? Uh, well, big mention I've already mentioned last week, but Stevie Bergwine against Leicester. Yeah. Has to be a Yeah, I'll, I'll give yeah, him three bad, for that last bad, week. Not bad. Uh, but I'm going to go for, and I should get it, you know, being uh, Nick being biased. I'm going to go for Addison. We already mentioned him, but he was. Oh, Jesus. He was, he was bloody good. He, he was, was good. bloody He's, good. That one, I think it was was it his right hand from close distance. Unbelievable reactions. That I mean, point blank range, bang. Yeah. 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 Amazing thing about him is that when even when the oh, strikers get around him, he still manages to get a hand in there, chase down the the ball, running back with the flight. Like I don't know how he does it. He's unbelievable. You know why? Futsal. Yeah. His futsal background, man. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. He's just an animal, and he's beautiful. He's such a beautiful looking man. I wish I was him, honestly. <laughs> he needs a haircut, I'd, I'd marry him. I'd marry him. I'd put it out there. We know that. There's a few, have... few people you. Yeah, <laughs> Mitch, you go. Who do you have? Well, I think you can't take Alice three points because you said earlier, Nick, in the podcast that you know Crystal Palace were never in the game. You said they weren't correct. Come back and take a Correct. Result. Oh, they, Clearly, they, they weren't even a threat. They weren't. They weren't a threat. Weren't a threat. So anyway. Allison can't get any points. Can't That's get irrelevant. It. Yeah. We move on from that. Um, look, my person ages like fine wine. So I'm disappointed that Jimmy, out of all people, the Italian, didn't pick him. Giammartino. Well, that man just keeps getting better and better with age. And he just, he, oh, I love him. You know, we, Nick, Nick loves Allison. I love Giammartino. He has a goal. He has an assist. He leads Wolves over that. You know, what else can he do in that midfield? Yes. He's just, I'd take him at United just about. No, it's a fair shout. I don't mind that, Mitch. I don't mind it at all. But unfortunately, uh, you'll probably get the one vote for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He he was good. I'm not shocked. He He has been good. I got lost against a Liverpool player. I was never going to get a point. I knew it. It's fine. Two votes. I'm going Allison. He was very good, but it's hard not to give it to James's man, Sergeant. Finally. He lifted them out of the relegation zone. It was a big win away from home. Good on him. Young kid as well. First goals for the club. Um, mm. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Happy with that. And just to uh, just to wrap up uh, before we um, say good say our goodbyes. Oh, I think it's time for our trivia answer. Oh, we're going to do a preview actually, but there's no games on this week. There is one Premier League game on on the weekend. So I'll be watching that one. Yeah. We'll all be watching that one. It's actually uh, Burnley versus Watford. So that's that'll be interesting. Um, obviously, with no Claudio Ranieri there. But it's time for the answer to the trivia. I'll read out the question again in case uh, you missed it. Uh, got which, 10 seconds. Which... I'll probably uh, 
Oh, no. Which three former A-League players have played in every continent around the world? Do you guys have any guesses before I give the answer? Alessandro Del Piero. Yeah, Alessandro Del Piero, Chris Economides. Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler. Oh, Robbie Fowler's good shout. ML Heskey. Mitch, Mitch got one of them. Mitch got one of them. Cahill. Tim Cahill. Del Piero. Tim Cahill. Not Del Piero. Not Del Piero, no. David Villa. And Keisuke Honda. That was he. He wasn't really A-League. Come on. Jeez, he, he was in the A-League. He played five, in the A-League. He's played he in played every... half a minute. He, he didn't a play a game, though. It was, it was... He played more than Sturridge. <laughs> he played a game. The, the question was, who's played a game in every continent? I had a few other ones, but I thought they may have been a bit too easy, but I might keep them up my sleeve for the for the weeks to come. But, yeah, it's an interesting one. We could one. do a rapid fire. We could do a rapid fire right here, right now, just... I can earn back the points I lost for the player of the week and I'm back. Just... I'm going to give you a quick one now. I'll give you a quick, yeah, one, give now. A quick one now. All right. Go on. Hold on. I need a... I've got it written up here somewhere. Just... I won't get this. Timmy will beat me to it for sure. No, oh. I won't. I'm not great at... All right. This one's a who am I? Okay. Mm. I've played for some of the biggest Stevie clubs Gerard. in the no. world. Real Madrid, AC Milan, and Manchester David Beckham. I've also played in Asia, Brazil, Man, did you say and Manchester Turkey. City? Well, if Manchester you stop City. talking, listen, <laughs> you would get it. All right. So listen, I'll say it again. Okay. I've played okay. for Real Madrid, AC mm-hmm. Milan, and Manchester mm-hmm. City. I've also played in Asia, Brazil, and Turkey. I've won a league title in every league I've played in, except the Premier League when I was at Manchester City. This is a tough one. Actually, it's not that tough. Should. The clubs kind of give it away, the three clubs that I mentioned. Wait, what did you say again? Real Madrid. Real Madrid, AC Milan, and Manchester City. Also played in Asia, Brazil, and Turkey. All right. Asia, Brazil, Turkey. He's won a league title in every league he's played in. So all of those above. What's that? Brazilian. Oh, well, that's a clue. I can't remember his name. Okay. He's won a league title in every league except the Premier League when he was at Manchester City. Mate, we'll be here for. I mean, connect the dots. AC yeah. Milan. They haven't. They haven't won a title since when? 2010. So he's obviously from that era. That's a clue. 2011. Um, I think 2010, 11. Um, somewhere around there. I don't know. But, mm. <laughs> we need to get some music for this part. Some, nah, I regret I'm not going to get music. it. I'm not going to get it. Well, it's not Rubinho, is it? Yes, oh, it's got Rubinho. it. Rubinho, Brazilian. Yeah, Rubinho. Well done. Correct, Al. Good one. I can't remember his name. That's all. It was all. It's just there. I can't yeah. remember his name. There you, you go. Win a title with City. So there you I go. Just well done. <laughs> now we just need to edit out the five minutes in between asking the question and us answering it and we're good it's no you do just it, midway through you asking the question just have Al come in and Rubinho <laughs> yes <laughs> didn't even need to finish the question I said Brazilian was he Brazilian he was Brazilian I didn't want to give it away it would have made it I don't know I don't want to make it too obvious but um, no nah, that's good no that's good I'll uh, I hope you guys look forward to next week we'll come back with a couple more maybe um, but yeah, that just about wraps up the show. I think I felt it was a pretty good way to kick things off for the new year. So well done to you boys for returning in a sharp way. Um, and yeah, I think until next week, I mean, there's no football this week, but 
enjoy the football that is on the AFCON. There you go. See you guys later. And the A League. <laughs> <laughs> the A League. <laughs>